This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Several live animated NHL game telecasts featuring the Washington Capitals versus the New York Rangers on March 14th at 7 p.m. The alt cast of Big City Greens can be seen on Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Disney Channel, and Disney XD with the regular cast of the game on ESPN. It's happening Tuesday, March 14th. That's tomorrow at 7 p.m. Dan Gross's show. We're back with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Member. We're going to have a show for you tomorrow. Uh, Pretty much a full show. 7 to 9.30. And then we have one last Nick game on the West Coast because they're going to close out the trip in Portland and have a chance to go 500 on the trip if they could beat Dame Lillard and the Blazers. So we'll do 7 to 9.30 tomorrow and then take you right into the Knicks game. Ironically enough, I was checking the, um, the guide earlier today when I was at home just, you know, floating around the channels. During the offseason, you know, the NFL Network, they show you a lot of old games. You know, they got to do something to fill the programming. They're not going to spend the money and be live, you know, more than seven or eight hours a day. God forbid. So I, bl- I want to say it's at 10 o'clock tonight, 10 or 11 o'clock. I could be wrong. It's around that time. But one of the old games they're showing tonight to try to maybe whet some fans' appetites. It's a game from 2018, December of 2018, when the Packers came to MetLife to play the Jets. Darnold played really well that day, but that game went into overtime, as a matter of fact, and the Packers beat the Jets. Uh, Rodgers had himself a pretty good game, so a little bit of a taste of maybe Rodgers in his future home of employment. If you want to feel nostalgic in any way, maybe look to the future. That's on uh, NFL Network, I believe, later on tonight. Jets-Packers from 2018. Let us say hi to, to Jamie in New York, up next year on 98.7. What's up, Jamie? How you doing, Dan? What's you know up? what? I'm 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 getting sick of this waiting for Aaron Rodgers. It feels like we're going through the same thing we did with Brett Favre. And you know what's going to happen? People are not looking at this. If we have a bad season next year after we get Aaron Rodgers, if we get him, we're going to be going through the same thing again. He's going to be ready to retire. He's not sure if he's going to come back. And in two years, we know for sure we're going to be going through this. So why are we putting ourselves through it now instead of just going out and spending the money and, and, and getting Lamar Jackson? Because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of it's money, and it's money. a lot of draft picks. Aren't we going to have to do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers? we got to give him nope. the same amount of money, nope. and we got to give him two draft picks. Not, no, not Jamie, not even close, man. It's, not, it's apples and oranges. You don't give them a first-round pick? You're not getting, you don't have to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. I've been, guys, I've been saying that. For, I will be stunned if the Jets have to give up a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, they didn't have to prove Red Favre. You're talking about it. Think about it. Who's got the leverage? Who's got the leverage here, the Jets or the Packers? Right? It's not like Aaron Rodgers is going to accept the trade to, to, to Tennessee or to some other team out there. It's the Jets or nobody because the Packers have already told you that they want Jordan Love to be the quarterback. You know, Mark Murphy, the comments he made over the weekend – that we were playing for you the other day. They talked about Aaron. He talked about Aaron Rodgers in the past tense. So it might be a couple of draft choices, but it ain't going to be a one. It might be like a three this year and, you know, like a three or a four next year. And the money, remember, the cap hit, guys, is only $15 million this year. And the $59 million all guaranteed, you know what? You know what you're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson? That's two first-round picks, okay? That's number one. And then number two, the cash, 
Look at what some of these other quarterbacks are all getting guaranteed. That's going to be over $100 million. Why do you think he hasn't signed with Baltimore? Because Baltimore is a little reluctant to give him that money. So it's a big difference. And look, what Jamie said, though, is right about being in this situation. Look, we might be in the same situation next year. What if it's only a one-shot deal? Don't know, but you gotta sh- you got to take a chance. What are your other options? What has this team had over the last decade plus, past two decades, right? Did they have an opportunity with a good team around them to go bring in a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy who's won two out of the last three MVPs? Who cares if it's for one year? Because you know what? The Jets tried to do it the other way. They took a stab at the draft twice in a five-year period, once with the third pick in the draft, the other with the second pick in the draft, and both times it backfired on them. So they tried that route. And now they're deciding to put all their chips in the middle of the table and say, you know what, let's get the guy who is easily one of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, if not Tom Brady, you know, the next best quarterback of his generation. There are a lot worse alternatives that you could have. I mean, do we have to go down the laundry list, the guys that have been the quarterback for the Jets over the last several years? I don't think so. That's like a horror movie. Not to say, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not picking on Jamie here, but there have been a lot of people, a lot of fans that are very lukewarm about Aaron Rodgers coming here. They think the Jets, you know, that's not the direction they should go. Like the Jets are, are just buzzing with options and alternatives. And that the Jets are this, you know, franchise that knows nothing except winning. And they've had, you know, all these legendary quarterbacks throughout their history, right? I mean, forgive me. You know what it reminds me of? I was thinking about this like the last couple of days. Like the the Jet fan who's somewhat a little delusional and is going to sit here and and reject Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, mind you, the Jet fan who's going to reject Aaron Rodgers, the Jet fan who hasn't really had a lot of winning and a lot of enjoyment with this team over the last several years, hasn't seen a Super Bowl in 55 years, the Jet fan that doesn't want part of Aaron reminds me of that Seinfeld episode Remember where Jerry ended up dating Newman's ex-girlfriend? He found out while he's dating the girl, and then Newman comes and knocks on his door that the girl used to go out with Newman. And then Jerry needs to get the lowdown of why, why Newman broke up with this girl. That's, that's the Jet fan that doesn't want Aaron Rodgers. Like, the, the, it's Newman. Remember this? She wasn't my type. <laughs> Not your type? Not really. <clears throat> well, how come? Oh, she just didn't do it for me. What what is wrong with her? Well, if you're happy with her, that's all that matters. You don't think she's attractive? No. I need a really pretty face. But hey, that's me. What is wrong with you? You don't want Aaron Rodgers? You don't think he's good enough? No. Why? I want Lamar Jackson. I want to get a quarterback in the draft. I want that. That's what it is. You're Newman. Newman! Let's say hi to, if I could get this damn mouse to work, Mo in Brooklyn up next. What's up, Mo? Hey, um, I actually really do want Aaron Rodgers. Mo, where are you? I mean, in I a cave? Are you in the Aaron Rodgers cave? Where the hell are you? I'm sorry, what, you can't hear me well? Can, can get you out of your hole. Yeah, get out of the hole. Pick <laughs> up the phone. Okay, one second. Jesus. Yeah, I got nothing to do. Yeah, I was wearing headphones. Is this better? Oh, that's good. That's better. Thank you, Mo. Yeah, sorry. I actually really do want Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the best quarterback in free agency. 
I mean, even even with Lamar, I mean, Lamar's always injured. But another thing people forget about is if you have Aaron Rodgers for two years, then you could go back to Zach Wilson, pick up his fifth-year option, and give him a low-term contract afterwards. Yeah. Mo- you know, a lot of quarterbacks do better when they, when they have time to sit and watch. I mean, look at Geno Smith. Mo, you ain't picking up yeah, Zach Wilson's fifth-year option. You're not doing that. I mean, you know how much that fifth-year option would be? I thank you for the phone call. You know what Daniel Jones's fifth-year option would have been for the upcoming season? $22.3 million. Zach, so, so, so by that theory, let's just pretend for a little bit. Zach Wilson, who really didn't show you much in the first two years of his career, he's going to sit the next two years and hopefully be like a sponge around Aaron Rodgers to where he's going to magically learn how to play quarterback in the NFL. And then you're going to decide to pick up his fifth-year option and grant him $22 million or God knows what it's going to be by that time? No. This is not going to happen. Sorry. Sorry. Not going to happen. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll break down the brackets with Terrence Oglesby coming up at 8 o'clock, but more Jets, more Rogers, more waiting. We return. Dan Grosser Show, 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. On Twitter as well, at Dan Grosser, G-R-A-C-A. Great win for the Knicks last night, too. We'll get into that a little bit later on here. And uh, really steadying the ship, I thought, in a big way. Not just the team. Julius Randle needing a bounce-back performance in the worst way, and he gave it. Uh, Look, I know the Lakers didn't have LeBron James, but so what? You know what? The Knicks didn't have Jalen Brunson. So injuries are a part of the game, and the Knicks will take the win and not complain, certainly. So a lot of things to get into tonight. Let's get right to these phone calls here, and let us start it off with John and Freehold, who was first up here on 98.7. Johnny, how are you? Danny, how are you, my friend? John, I'm well. What's going on? Well, we had that conversation a week ago, and I told you at that point in time that Jets needed to request permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers to sit down face-to-face like they did with Derek Carr, and uh, see where he was mentally and physically, lay out their plan, see how receptive he was to it. And I thought once that would happen, that uh, we'd have you know more rapid movement here as far as a resolution. But uh, I'll tell you what, this is, this is really starting to bore me and annoy me at this point, Dan, to be honest with you. This is worse than the LeBron James uh, decision, for God's sakes. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, do, do you really still have a passion for football? Are you willing to embrace a new challenge in a new city? with a new team and uh, do something that they haven't done in a very long time and take your legacy to another level and, and your popularity and, and, and everything else that comes with that winning here. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. And, and, and that's something that's bothering me right now. And I think it's got to be a concern to Joe Douglas and his staff, along with coach Sala and uh, Woody Johnson, the owner of the organization here. But uh, like you said, Dan, you want to be smart and selective in free agency you want to make wise, shrewd trades when you can, and you want to you want to kill it in the draft like the Jets did a year ago. You want to do your due diligence there, and you want to have a unified front in doing those things and uh, making this team better. And as the Jets have the biggest hole at the quarterback position, as we all know, there are other holes and concerns that I have that you and I shared a week ago too. I think that offensive line needs to be beefed up. If you want to really maximize the Rodgers, the Rodgers experience and bringing him in and going all in, you got to beef up that offensive line and give him max protection. Uh, you don't know what's going on with that defensive line. I think you need to get thicker on that defensive line because I saw this defense get gashed on the ground on many occasions last year, and I saw a lot of poor tackling, a lot of guys getting into that secondary and, and doing some serious damage with the yards after the catch or breaking that initial surge through the line. 
And I think they need to tighten that up and fortify that if they're going to move forward to be a well-rounded team and do what they really want to do, and that's go deep in the playoffs with the ultimate goal, obviously, of winning the Super Bowl. Um, I, we talked about the receiver position, Danny. Uh, Corey Davis is a net negative. It was a bad signing. He's always hurt. He can't stay on the field. And I don't want Lazard. I don't want Cobb. I don't want Thielen. I think we need much better than that. I think we need a real a guy that could really be a jet setter. Well, he, John, John here's, the, here's the thing, John, and, and I thank you for the phone call. I mean, we could sit here and go through the damn whole roster. You know, even the long snapper we could dissect. But unfortunately, we only have three hours. Here's the problem. They realize what they need. All these other areas, that's all well and good. And they're far from a finished product. They're far from a juggernaut. But without the quarterback, none of it really is going to matter anyways. Because how did that work out last year? They got subpar quarterback play from three guys. Well, hell, you know what? Let's throw Chris Trevler's name into the mix. He played that second half against the Jaguars. So four guys. Suboptimal quarterback play. And they won seven games. Despite the fact they had a decent team, right? They had the number four ranked defense in the NFL, but they got no quarterback play, and they ultimately fizzled down the stretch, and they lost their final six games. You need the quarterback. And that's why they're being patient, and that's why they're going to wait this thing out. Let's say hi to Johnny in New Jersey, who's up next here on 98.7. John, how are you? Good, Dan. How are you? What's up, John? Yeah, so I'm at the point where I think that this Rodgers deal is done, you know, with, with Trey Wingo tweeting this out. That's pretty telling and, and I think that it could even be partly just a flex on Aaron Rodgers part that he doesn't want this kind of information to really go through some of the, the more traditional channels but you know I was when you were playing the audio before uh, of, of Aaron Rodgers talking to Brandon Marshall you know the one thing that kind of struck me was just when Brandon Marshall was talking about how he's an all-time jet and that Aaron Rodgers could be an all-time jet you know what I sensed from Aaron Rodgers at that point was that he was uh, just kind of like, wait a minute, like all-time Jet, like, you know, there's this history that you have to kind of, you know, build up an organization, what people have done in the past. I think that his mind at that point was probably going towards Joe Namath. You know, he has the exact same jersey number as well. Joe Namath has tweeted or said about that he would be willing to give up that jersey number to get Aaron Rodgers. So when, hey, John, that's just kind of like where funny, my mind's at at this point. John, wouldn't it be funny, right, if this yep. we find out, that this whole hang-up right now is because Aaron Rodgers wants to wear number 12 as a Jet, and the Jets have been on the phone with Joe Namath for the last three days trying to work out something to where, like, you know, hey, you know, would you give up the number? Will you let him wear it? And they're trying to go through, like, you know, if Rodgers may be trying to, you know, what are you going to give him? Are you going to give him a watch, you know, so he'll give up the number? Wouldn't that be just classic if the damn jersey yeah. number has been the whole hang-up here? Which I don't think it is, but it's still funny. I mean, that, that, that is actually a, kind of an interesting point because, you know, what is the road that Aaron Rodgers takes? I mean, like, you know, 12 is his number, but at the same time, like, he could take this high road and just be like, no, like, John Namath has set that. So kind of a silly, you know, view, but I think that we can't put that past Aaron Rodgers at this point. I, I don't think we can put anything past it, right, John? You know, and thank you for the phone call. Who knows? You know, like at this point, we're, we're we're literally just throwing things up against the wall because, like, what is contributing to the hangup? What is it? I wish I had an answer for you. Ira's in Staten Island. He's next here on ninety-eight-seven. Hello, Ira. How are you? Hey, good evening, Dan. How are you? Excellent. First of all, I I, I got to give Doug, Douglas and his staff credit that they've been so kept this under the vest that you, you know what? It, it's nice. It's very refreshing because. There were so many leaks in that building before Douglas got there, so I'm really happy about that. 
And I, I think people have to relax. I know it, it has turned into a circus, at least through the media. This Rogers thing, it, it's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I'd be completely stunned if he's not in the center opening day next year. Um, who knows what's going on? Maybe it has something. Uh, that contract isn't like the 15th or the 16th. The Packers have to give him the $58 million up front or something. I forgot what I read. Maybe that has something to do with it. I know the Jets probably want to rework the deal. Maybe you know, maybe doesn't want the way it's reworked. But at the end of the day, it's all going to work out. And I think they got off to a pretty good start. You know, they brought back uh, Quincy Williams. Quinn and Williams, they know what they have to do now. The bar's been set with the price. And they brought back Zerline. So, you know, whatever receivers they add, if they cut Corey Davis, I think they're going the right direction. And anybody that's panicking about the free agency right now, you knew this year, if you really looked at the Jets roster, Douglas has done a really good job to take away the quarterback spot, okay? They're in good shape. They don't have to go out and spend big money for any position, really. Yeah, they could use a linebacker. They could use a center. You could argue maybe a safety but they don't have to pay those A-plus, you know, first-day signings and, and overpay for players. So I think they're playing their hands right. But once again, I think people will calm down once Rodgers is in town. You know what, Ira? They're just tired of the waiting, not for nothing, and I thank you for the phone call. You know, people in Green Bay, Packers fans, like they're, they're used to this, right? So from afar, they're probably looking at the situation now with the Jets and saying to themselves, hey, you know what? Told you so. Welcome to our world. Now we're we used sit to it. There and go, ha ha. Right? That's I mean they they've been down this road before, but they got a Super Bowl out of Aaron Rodgers, and that was that was before he was playing the waiting game. That was a lot earlier in his career. But you know, Brett Favre did this at the very end. So a lot of years apart between the two, but it's not something that they're completely not used to having happen from their quarterback. And now on to Jordan Love. I still look. I still think deep down, this happens. But as Ira was saying, you know, remember, way back at the beginning of this process in the offseason, remember the hang-up with Green Bay is that the Packers were going to get hit with a $40 million dead cap charge if Rodgers was traded before June 1. So look, Jets aren't going to wait till June 1. Nobody's going to wait that long. So I think part of this whole process also is they're going to have to rework some of the language in the contract, not just with the Jets side, but with the Packers side too, because they want to get this thing going, right? Jets want to start the relationship, which is going to have to happen in the next, you know, before the next couple of months. So they're probably trying to write something out to where Green Bay doesn't get hit with that money and blah, blah, blah. And how much are the Packers going to absorb of the money that Rodgers is owed this year, which is what the $59 million guaranteed. A lot of moving parts, but is that what's contributing to the hang-up? Now we're into Monday, and the new league year starts on Wednesday? Couldn't tell you. Hey, I can't wait for this whole thing to be done one way or the other because I just want to find out what took so long. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Gross' show, we're rolling on here on a Monday, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Who the Jet quarterback is going to be next year, and more importantly, maybe who the Packer quarterback is going to be too, and what's Aaron Rodgers going to be doing next year? Is he going to be playing in New York? Is he going to be playing in Green Bay? You know, I think that the latter of that is probably unlikely at this point based on everything we heard from the Packers last week, or is he just going to be doing nothing? 
you know, looking back on a fond career, one that got him four MVPs, made him a lot of money, Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl MVP, or does he want to still give this thing another whirl at the age of 39 and maybe try to help a franchise win a championship that, hell, hasn't even been to the Super Bowl in the last five and a half decades? And that's where we are right now when it comes to the Jets. And, you know, you could sit there and say, well, what, what's changed over the last few days with Aaron Rodgers? Nothing, right? We're still waiting. We're still wondering. Got no idea. The only difference today is, is that today was the day we were supposed to find out a little bit of information, right? We were supposed to get some deets and yet nothing. Although Aaron Rodgers is on the West Coast, right? So it's only four o'clock where he is, a little bit later where we are. So maybe he's just taking a sweet old time. Maybe he put like a seven o'clock deadline Pacific time. He figures, you know, that's a big decision. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag it out as much as possible. But for a guy who a couple of years ago said that uh, or not, a couple of months ago at the end of the season, I'm not going to hold anybody hostage. I, you know, I know I have to make a decision here pretty soon, and that's what we're going to do. Well, what are we waiting for? Right? I mean, today's supposed to be the day. Jets are conducting business. Joe Douglas and his staff. Free agency is open. They got some other areas on the team that they need to fulfill. And the biggest question right now still is a giant question mark as to who the quarterback was going to be. Because a lot of the options, and at least a lot of the suitable options that you could just wave a magic wand and and go and get yourself, they're all kind of gone. Done. Right? The Derek Carr thing is gone. Jimmy Garoppolo, whether that was a legit possibility or not, gone. He's out in Vegas. So you forget about that as maybe some, you know, there was kind of some things going out there today that maybe Aaron Rodgers could end up in Vegas, even though they were kind of maybe downplaying it a little bit with the Devontae Adams connection and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not going to happen now because Garoppolo was there. But over the weekend, Aaron had himself a charity flag football tournament out there in California. And Brandon Marshall was there, former Jet, and they captured this little exchange between the two. You're an all-time Jet? Yeah. How many years were you there? numbers. How doesn't was, matter. I think of you as a bear. Not, not about numbers. I'm all-time bear, too. That's what I played I'm, against you. I'm all-time bear, too. I, I'm not saying you are. I agree, you Just are. Just like you're an all-time Packer, you can be an all-time Jet. Down on the not if you only play one year, you can't be an all-time Yes, you can. Player. Absolutely. Numbers don't lie. You can't be, check the numbers when you get there. Organizations have history, right? And it's about the people that made those organizations. So you're telling me I played two years for the Jets. That doesn't count? No, it does. You were part of the history of the organization. Okay, great. Yeah. Tribeca, Brooklyn. Are you going to be in Jersey? I've never been to Tribeca before. I've been to Brooklyn. T.O. Yeah. You like a Brooklyn guy, Williamsburg. We, I, yeah, I don't know what that means. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> First of all, Brandon Marshall's not an all-time Jet. I mean, I got no problem saying that. I mean, he was on the team for two years. All right, I know he had one really good season in 2015. It was the only halfway decent season the team has had in the last, what, 12 years? But it doesn't make you an all-time Jet. Okay, it's not. You know, Eric Decker had a good year that year, too, and Eric Decker was actually a Jet longer than Brandon Marshall was. I don't consider Eric Decker an all-time Jet. You know, you have to kind of do something, you know, besides having just one good year. It doesn't work that way. When you sit here and call Alan Fanica an all-time Jet, he was a Jet for two years. You know, he went to the AFC Championship game one year (laughs) under his watch, and he made a couple Pro Bowls or whatever. But whatever. Neither here nor there. The question becomes... Is Aaron Rodgers going to fit under that category of being a guy who's only going to be a Jet for a couple of years? Now, look, I still think this thing happens. I know Trey Wingo kind of jumped the gun a little bit earlier this afternoon and sent the Internet into an uproar that, oh, this is it. It's happening. People running out of their house. 
you know, slamming pots and pans, thinking that, you know, New Year's Eve and Christmas all rolled into one of arrived for the Jet fans. But, you know, he was a little premature, he said. Jump the gun a little bit. Needs to walk it back, which is fine. And look, I don't know who Trey Wingo's sources are. I'm not sitting here trying to call out Trey Wingo. I'm not. He's a good dude. Know him, right? And if he had something to report, he was going to report it. But we are still sitting here wondering who's going to play quarterback. Because you heard everybody in that organization say at the end of the year, whether it was the coaches, whether it was the general manager, whether it was the owner, quarterback is the missing piece. That's the thing that we need to fill. Plug and play. And they were going to swing big. Spare no expense. Straight from the owner's mouth. Well, they're trying. Really, really, really trying. The problem is is that they just need to get the green light from the quarterback himself. And if not, well, then your guess is as good as mine. Because a few minutes ago when we were on with the K show, We were talking about some of the possibilities out there. I know Lamar Jackson and the Ravens still can't see eye to eye. I get all that stuff. But that is really going to be costly. Really, really, really going to be costly. Two number ones, tons of guaranteed cash, cash that the Ravens won't give them. So I don't know if the Jets would necessarily be inclined. I don't know how well they know the player. I don't know how, you know, knowledgeable they are about the situation that's unfolded the last couple of years there in Baltimore. I think that that's an an avenue that maybe they haven't even gone down yet. Maybe they won't go down unless they came up empty with their first two options, which clearly were Rodgers and Derek Carr. And Carr's already down there with the Saints, so you could cross him off the list. But nothing ever works out the way it's supposed to with the Jets, right? At least not perfectly. There's always a yeah, but. There's always a hurdle that you have to overcome. And in this case, it seems to be it's the waiting and the uncertainty. But guess what? We've already come to this point in the offseason, right? Free agency has started. We've gone already far enough down this road. You have to now let this thing play itself. Like, you can't say, all right, we got to pivot away from this because it's not going to work out for us. No, unfortunately, the ball is in his court. You may not like that situation, but you're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. And until you get the yay or the nay, you got to wait it out. And I know that it stinks, and it's not ideal. But it could be pretty damn sweet if you get the answer that you kind of hope you're getting. Do I think the Jets are confident? Yeah, I do. I do, I do. Look, and I've checked around all day today. Checking in with players. They don't know anything. Not like they're going to be told anyways. You know, if this thing ever comes to fruition, you think that the first call that, you know, Joe Douglas or Robert Sala or one of these guys on the team are going to make is to, you know, one of the players on the roster, hey, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. No. Not going to happen. They're all sitting here wondering like we all are. But as I said, I do know that there have been players on this team that have texted back and forth with Aaron Rodgers over the last week. And Aaron has been communicative and... The response seems to be generally favorable. They don't have an indication one way or the other. There were no promises made. Nothing saying like, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to be teammates soon. Nothing like that. It's just, hey, good conversation. Back and forth. Breaking the ice. Call it whatever you want to call it. But we still don't have a definitive yes. Still don't know for sure. I think a lot of people in that building probably are under the same impression. Cautious optimism is, I think, a good way you want to put it, right? They're cautiously optimistic that they're going to get the answer that they want to hear. And so we'll see. 
Because that's all we can do at this point. Got to wait it out. You know, and some of you maybe weren't necessarily all in on Jimmy Garoppolo. Because really, that's, that's the guy that now is out of your grasp that all you had to do was just give him money at the beginning of this whole process, right? Carr was somebody that, at least at the time being when it all started, he was still property of the Raiders, and then they ultimately cut him loose. And, okay, you could have signed him if he wanted to come here. Rodgers, of course, it's complicated because you have to get his blessing, then you have to work out a deal with the Packers, and there's a lot of things that you have to cross off the list. Garoppolo, this whole time, he was the only one that was initially a free agent. Then he can say, yep, good, got it. Just money. But that's not happening. And so here we are. It is encouraging, though, to see that they have made a couple of moves, right? Quincy Williams they re-signed over the weekend, which is needless to say important because they still need some help at linebacker. You know, C.J. Mosley's contract still has to get worked out here because he counts for a lot of money on that salary cap. And so they're going to have to maybe restructure that a little bit to free up some money. But it's good to keep Quincy in the fold. It's good to keep Quincy in the fold as well because figure that it makes maybe Quinnen not unhappy. I'll put it that way. Keeping his brother around on the team, even though it's a business. And if there was another team that came along and was going to give Quincy more money than the Jets were offering, Quincy would have taken it, right? This is, this is your livelihood. It's your business. And then they re-signed Greg Zerline earlier today. Need kicking. Zerline was good last year. Think about the revolving door the Jets had at kicker for, what, the previous five, six years. Sometimes, you know, two kickers per season. <laughs> so starting the year with the same kicker, like back-to-back years, doesn't happen that often for the Jets. So that's a good move. So there have been some things that have been done, but there's other areas that you got to fill too. So they're not 100% on hold, waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make up his mind, which is good, but... It would be nice to get an answer, wouldn't it? It really just would give you peace of mind when your head hits the pillow. And who knows? You know, I don't run in NFL player circles. That might surprise you, but I don't. I don't know if there's going to be guys around the NFL that if Aaron Rodgers comes here, that they're just going to want to flock to the Jets. You know, might even take the proverbial less money just because they want to be a part of what's happening in Florham Park and they want to play with Aaron Rodgers. And they think that, you know, that's their ticket to a championship. Maybe yes, maybe no. But none of it happens without number 12. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. Take plenty of your calls. Giants also made a couple of moves. We'll get into all that and uh, no surprise whatsoever. A lot of money being exchanged around the National Football League. I mean, it just... Each and every year, when we have these first couple of days, the initial onslaught of free agency, it it never ceases to amaze me. Just the amount of money that they just give to players. And, you know, the, the ironic thing about it is, I mean, you could go back and look at, let's say, you know, the last couple of years. So what are we in now, 2023? So, you know, 2021, whatever. Go look at, like, that offseason. And the first couple of days of free agency and the crazy contracts that were being thrown out there. Most of those teams now have either restructured those contracts, cut the players, are in salary cap hell, and probably don't have a lot of winning to show for it. You know, so it's not necessarily who makes the biggest splash and who spends the most money. It's who spends the money the wisest, right? That's what this whole thing is about. I mean, look at the Giants did nothing last offseason because they didn't have any salary cap space. 
And yet it was still good enough for them to make the playoffs. Right? Joe Douglas, he comes from the old Baltimore Ozzie Newsom school. They never chased the biggest fish in free agency. They usually always sat out the first day when all that initial wave happened. Then they would get in maybe, you know, second day, third day, make wise moves, smart moves. They did a lot of winning in Baltimore, right? They, they, they generally know how to figure this whole thing out. And I think Joe Douglas certainly has adopted some of that philosophy into how he's gone about building this team here in New York. We'll take it right up to 10 o'clock. We will do some college hoops later on. You're going to have to hear me vent because Rutgers got absolutely hosed yesterday by the selection committee. And to say that I didn't see it coming, probably the understatement of the year. Still can't believe that it happened. But for those of you, of course, you know, a lot of people, even if you're not the biggest college hoops people, still like to fill out the bracket. You still like to get in your pools and all those things. So my buddy Terrence Oglesby, ESPN, field of 68, knows his college hoops inside and out. T.O., give us a call coming up at 8 o'clock. Help you go through the brackets, teams to look out for, upset picks, those type of things. So we'll have it all covered for you over the next few hours. And who knows? Maybe we'll even get to break some news while we're still on the air between now and 10 o'clock. That'd be nice, huh? Dan Gross's show. It is a Monday. It's a new week right here on 98.7 ESPN. All the answers are right inside me. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. Remember, let's say hi to Lonnie in Harlem who's up next. Lonnie, talk to me. How we doing? How you doing, Dan? Good night. How you doing, Chantel? Jolia, what's up? Um, shout out to the company and our Dan. No, we don't go to uh, deli counters and uh, you know when we get our turkey slices. Yeah, wouldn't that company. be funny if you did though? I think it would be fantastic. Listen, Dan, when you said that, I, we trust me, we all found that to be hilarious. I know I did. Anyway. <laughs> so um, and I and, and like I like I know you don't really you, you know it's, you find you, you don't really mind it or whatever. Like it is what it is. But um, yeah, yeah. I told them to talk about the Jets. According to talk about the Jets, my man Joe Leo's over there with the cringeworthy face right now, I'm sure, during this whole discussion with, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar, and Derek Carr, and now, you know, everybody. Well, those two are gone, but basically we're here to just to talk about Aaron Rodgers. So, it's to me, I, I keep hearing all these calls, and I'm not a Jet fan personally, but I watch Jets, I watch Jet games, and I know the, you know, I know the quarterback play y'all had over the last, you know, first of all, a couple drafts and a couple years. What Jet fans need to realize is that if you do get Aaron Rodgers, yes, you're getting the 39-year-old, first of all, but you're also getting the Hall of Famer. You're getting somebody who has made a run to a Super Bowl, who does know how to win in the playoffs, hasn't really done it that good lately, but does know how to do it. You're also getting the quarterback who does not turn over the ball. The last couple quarterbacks y'all have had, they, they like to give the ball away to the other team. Do we not remember the buff fumbles? Do we not remember Zach Wilson throwing the ball to the Lions when basically the game was close? Like, so things like that. Like, I understand you got a lot of negativity. Like I said, all the off-field stuff when I was talking to Todd, I said the same thing to him. You know, you got to worry about all the off-field stuff, but all that should really matter is what that man is going to do for y'all between those white lines and, and, and like, in, in the practice facility and in the in the coaching rooms with, with Zach Wilson and things of that nature. Like, like I said, I understand because, you know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan as far as quarterback play, but it's just like, y'all got to realize what y'all could be getting and the run y'all can be going on. Y'all need to put all that other stuff to bed. Like, yeah, I understand this whole taking forever to find out the information. But, Dan, you know what's crazy? When you said that whole thing about the NFL Network, I'm probably going to watch that game actually tonight. It was a good game. They're playing. Dan, I, I remember that game too. 
then the NFL is literally playing right into it. They're telling you, hey, we're playing this game. Now, they could be trolling like they like to do certain New York teams, but listen, if they're doing that, it's kind of like they're, they're foreshadowing it. Hey, look, listen, we're, we're showing you this because look who might be coming to New York. So I just want all Jeff fans to sit back, relax, like the man said one time, R E L A X. That's right. Because if he comes, because if he comes, you're going to be getting the Hall of Famer. And I think, like I told Ty, and like I told Joe, I think y'all can really go on a good, good run. Once again, shout out to the company, Dan. I've done what I came to done. Lonnie, you're the best. Thanks for the phone call. I, I, I'm just, I just pulled up that box score too from that game because I, that, that was my first year uh, working with the team. And, you know, it was the end of the year. The Jets were playing for nothing, of course. And Green Bay was having a down year, too, that season. I think Rodgers missed some time that year or something. It was just – it was a weird year. But anyway, um, 44-38 in overtime was the final. Packers came from behind because the Jets had a uh, 20 – was it 28-35? Jets had a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And Rodgers brought him from behind. Rodgers that day, 37-55, 442 yards. Two touchdown passes. Sam Darnold, our buddy. And by the way, congrats to Sam Darnold in all seriousness. Signed a one-year deal with the San Francisco 49ers, so he gets to go back home to California. And, you know, with Brock Purdy down for the count for a little bit, you know, he's there. Trey Lance is there. You know, so maybe something, you know, Lady Luck will smile on Sam a little bit here. He's a good dude, and hopefully he can get his uh, career continued uh, on the right track there. Darnold threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns that afternoon. That was a good game. That was one of the better ones late in the year. And remember, that was part of... That final month of the season in Sam Darnold's rookie year where he played really good football. And it got you excited. Like, I remember the final, what was it, four games, he was like one of the top ten rated passers or something in the NFL. And you had all that optimism going into 2019, and then you didn't. Right? And then Adam Gase was hired. And then Sam got mono. And then, forget it. You know, they started like, oh, and whatever. I don't remember. We forget those things, right? On to a new. On to new. 800-919. Let us say hi to Diego in Atlanta up next, 98.7. What's up, Diego? How we doing? Dan, what's up, baby? Good. Diego, talk to me. What's up? Listen, man. Diehard Jets fan. I just moved to Atlanta about eight months ago. You already know. New York City is too expensive to live. Only, only you wealthy people could live there. How do you, how do you like Atlanta, you by the way? What, what's to do in Atlanta? Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's. The, the weather, Mother Nature. There's actually trees here. Not every day. <laughs> is, a, is, a, is, is a fire hydrant and a skyscraper. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Nothing wrong so with that, though. Mother Nature. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Go catch a Braves game out in the uh, suburbs the where that stadium is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful. Mercedes-Benz, oh, man. You, you would think the MetLife would be a lot better with all the money we make. Mercedes-Benz, unbelievable stadium. That Falcon Stadium, unbelievable. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a nice place. Retractable roof, the whole nine yards, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but let me tell you this, Dan. Uh, as a diehard Jets fan, I, I, you got to love these callers. Like, I, I literally just want to laugh because they're like, what if, what if Rodgers comes? And what, what if he has an average season? Average season? This, this man is probably the only quarterback in history with a 4-1 to touchdown to interception ratio. This man on a, in, a, on a, in a bad year will give you 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. No just quarterback has ever done Let me tell you this. I think, I agree with the last caller, 
We just need to relax. You know what I'm doing right now? I have a bottle of tequila in my trunk waiting for the news, and I am popping it. Well, get off 100%. the road but when you pop the tequila, though. Promise me you're going to be off the road. You don't want to do anything, I, you know, reckless. I promise you I'll pull over. I promise you I'll pull over. But I'm telling you right now, I am excited. I am excited. I'm, I'm, I, I called out of work today waiting for this news because I'm ready to just go and get drunk. Thank you so much for the call. <laughs> go Jets, baby. And you know what, Diego, I'll tell you, Jet fans are too probably. They're probably waiting as well. I, look, I remember, it wasn't that long ago, I remember the year Favre came over in 2008. All right, I was still, I still had the season tickets back then. But even the preseason games were events. I mean, it was probably as, as jacked up as you were going to be for a preseason game, and Favre played. Favre actually played two of those preseason games, the home games. And then I'll never forget that home opener was against the Patriots. Jets lost the game, of course. But it was um, a, a week two against the Patriots, 4 o'clock game. That, I'll never forget when they did the player introductions and they announced Favre. He was the last one to, to run out of the tunnel. You couldn't even hear the PA announcer say his name. That's how insane the roar was from the crowd. And you don't think it's going to be that way times 10 for Aaron Rodgers? Just as a little refresher course, since Brett Favre, was here in 2008. Here's the list of starting quarterbacks for the Jets, if you just want me to read down the murderer's row list here. Mark Sanchez, Kellen Clemens, Greg McElroy, Geno Smith, Michael Vick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Bryce Petty, Josh McCown, Sam Darnold, Luke Falk, Trevor Simeon, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach Wilson. Doc, happy, sleazy, or <laughs> sleazy. And those guys, too, probably. So to sit here and say that you're not going to welcome a four-time MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the ten greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, spare me the drama. Let's talk brackets. Let's talk March Madness. Terrence Oglesby, excellent, outstanding college basketball analyst, Field of 68 ESPN, going to join me coming up next. Dan Grosser Show, we roll till 10, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN.